They're making it rain. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Bunny Money, by Rosemary Wells, published by Puffin Books. Bunny Money is a part of the Ruby and Max series, which is apparently so popular they had a television series based on them. This story follows two rabbit siblings, Ruby and Max, as they search for their grandma's birthday present. Before they know it, the day quickly spirals into an out-of-control spending spree. Will these two find a present for their grandma that doesn't break the bank? Or will they end up with piles of debt that will haunt them for life? Well, hide your wallet, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We begin on Ruby, and she's got a stack of cash fanned out, just admiring it. She saved up so she could drop some dough on her grandma's birthday. How she came upon this money? We don't know. Did she mug someone? Is it drug money? One thing's for sure, she didn't report it on her tax returns. Ruby makes it known to her brother Max that they're going to buy their grandma a music box. But who's to say grandma wants a music box that only plays one song? This story was written before wide use of digital products, but why doesn't she buy her grandma a cassette? She can pop it in the stereo and have bangers for an hour or so. And then when it reaches the end of one side, she can flip it over and have another hour or so of bangers. Now that's what I'm talking about. Well, she yells to her brother to bring his lucky quarter, which is his only quarter. He's not the entrepreneur Ruby is. And the two of them take the bus downtown. And we sure as shit know, Max didn't pay for the fare with his lucky quarter. When they get downtown, they stop and stare at the music box in the window of a store called Rosalinda's Gift Shop. But Max isn't all that enthused with the window shopping, so he tells Ruby, rather bluntly, that he's thirsty. What does Ruby do? She doesn't tell him no, or hand him a dollar. No, she hands him her whole wallet, full of money she's worked hard for. How hard? We don't know. But, besides the point... Who hands their wallet over to a young bunny and is like, Just buy a lemonade. You know Max isn't coming back with a lemonade. With no thanks, Max heads over to Candy Corner and immediately gets distracted by vampire teeth that secrete a red candy syrup. He thinks to himself, What would Grandma want more than anything in the world? A spice rack? A new hearing aid? No, a set of vampire teeth. So he drops $2 on Grandma's new dentures. What does he care? It's not his money. He heads back to Ruby, $2 poorer and no drink. Then he decides to do this. Quote, Max wanted to make sure the teeth worked. He put them in. End quote. And we can see them in his slobbery mouth. Because yeah, Grandma's going to want to stick those things in her mouth after he drools all over them. Mmm. Grandma, open wide. While he's sucking on these things, red syrup gets all over his clothes and mouth. He looks like the bunny version of Jeffrey Dahmer. It's a massacre. There's red syrup everywhere. Considering they can't go into any shop looking like they just killed a bunny and ate the evidence, 
Ruby takes Max to the laundromat to clean up the horrific mess. It costs Ruby another $3. Max is racking up quite a tab. None of this wasteful spending seems to affect Max. As he just looks at Ruby and grunts at her, he's hungry. No please, or thank you for cleaning me up. He just keeps asking for more. And instead of telling Max to go to hell, Ruby takes Max out for lunch. She's a fool. Max is never going to learn. Lunch costs Ruby another $4. I don't know what I'm more shocked at. Ruby's spending all this money on Max, or how cheap lunch was. It's been a rough last couple of years. Ruby's stack of cash is down to one last bill, and she realizes they're burning money, so she runs them back to Rosalinda's gift shop as fast as she can. To spend more money? When Ruby asks to purchase the music box, Rosalinda is like, That will be $100. The old Ben Franklin. And Ruby's like, Damn, you drive a hard bargain. Would you take my last $5? And Rosalinda's like, No, but we have these earrings that aren't worth shit. And they play a screeching version of, Oh, what a beautiful morning. In case your grandma's hearing isn't gone yet, these ought to do it. Gift wrapping is free. And Ruby's like, I'll take it. After Ruby pays the scam artist, Rosalinda goes and does this. Quote, Four dollars for the earrings? Dot, dot, dot. One dollar change, said Rosalinda. You take good care of this dollar, young man. End quote. What the hell is she doing giving him the change? She's setting him up. What do you know? Max takes the dollar back over to Candy Corner, and he buys a new set of vampire teeth. He must have gotten off a twilight bender. Only, this time they glow in the dark. Oh, that's so much better. Now Grandma will be able to see them at night. Rosalinda must be in cahoots with the candy corner. And she worked these two masterfully. We even see the owner of the candy corner reaching into Max's pocket and taking his money. This is some racket. Ruby and Max are now broke. And they have no way of getting home. I'm sure Rosalinda and the candy corner would be nice enough to buy back what they sold them at a discounted price. Ruby tells Max to get out his lucky quarter and shove it up his ass. Well, that's what she should have done. Instead, she uses it to call their grandma on a payphone. Haven't seen one of those in a while. Another poor mistake, though. Should have called grandma collect. Hell, she wouldn't even had to accept the charges. Use the old trick when they have you say your name, shout out what you need. Like, Grandma, we're stranded with no money next to the candy corner. Max spent all of our money on vampire teeth. I'll explain later. Come pick us up. Shit, it only got the first three words. Let me try that again. Pick us up, candy corner. The story ends on Grandma picking them up. And of course, she wasn't mad. She got gifts. We can see she made the foolish decision of driving with the vampire teeth in. I would have never put those things in my mouth. Who the hell knows where Max stuck them? Again, we have a story with two different morals, depending on which way you look at it. The first would be, don't let mooches anywhere near your money, and you'll be a lot better off. Imagine if Ruby never let Max have her wallet. She would have had a solid $10 left. She could have parlayed that and put it all on black at the casino. So in reality, if she played her cards right, 
it had the potential to be $20, and she would have been well on her way to that $100 music box. The other moral was about having a kid. Ruby is clearly the older sister, since Max couldn't even string together a sentence. Or, actually, I'm not going there. She got a lesson on how much a child can be a drain on her savings. Again, she should have hit her wallet and only paid for his necessities. Like the first moral, it comes back to money management. No matter which way you look at it, Ruby shouldn't have gone home with nothing in her pocket. So sad. What do I think of Rosemary's work? It was frustrating to say the least. To see a rude child essentially set fire to money for some vampire teeth. Baffling. But I will say it was a great lesson we learned about handling money, which we haven't seen before. As for her illustrations, they took us on a journey with these two bunnies on their out-of-control spinning extravaganza, giving us the point of view from the rabbit's eye level. Showing each dollar bill spent helped cement the lesson as well. There's a reason there are so many books in the series, and even a show. It's just a solid read. Even with the disappointment of watching these two spend bunny money like it was funny money. So, on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.3. I'll have a heapin' helpin' and go back for another serving as long as I'm not paying for it. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.